My name is Julie, and this is my story. My fiancé and I threw a dinner party one time to celebrate his mom completing chemo. I hired a caterer, as we were expecting 25 friends and family or so, and it was more than the kitchenette of our single-story ranch-style house could handle. We'd also only just moved in, so I didn't have a lot of the cooking staples. The caterer said he'd bring everything 75% done, but would need to finish off some dishes in our kitchen. I told him that was fine, so long as he was finished by 5 o'clock, because the kitchen is centrally located, and we'd prefer everyone be finished before the guests arrived, due to the intimate nature of the occasion. The caterer said that this would be fine. He arrives as scheduled at 12 o'clock p.m. We gave him until 5 o'clock, and the guests aren't even to arrive until 6 o'clock, so it's plenty of time. This man smelled of literal dog but his accent sounded European, so I thought that maybe he just didn't believe in deodorant. It was more than a sweat smell, though. It smelled like a sun-baked diaper, and that made me uneasy because he was going to be preparing food. I just made sure he washed his hands and then left him to his own devices, worrying that maybe I was being too presumptuous. Throughout the entire process, he keeps pulling me aside to ask me questions and have me taste things. I was super busy that day because my husband had to work during the day and pick up the surprise guest right after. So I was setting up the deck, decorating, putting together the slideshow equipment, coordinating the surprise guest. We flew in mom's sister, so I had to make sure she got an Uber at the airport and she was able to check into her hotel without any issue. Just a million other little things that go into throwing an event like this. So every 10 minutes being asked things like, do you prefer this with paprika or without? And taste it to be sure. We're getting old. When he was still there at 5.45, after two gentle reminders, I flat out told him that I needed him completely out by 6 o'clock, no matter what. He apologized and said there had been a delay because our oven wouldn't stay up to temperature. I'd never had a problem with our oven, but I figured that he's the professional. Maybe it was a subtle problem. A little before 6 p.m. rolls around, and a few of our friends start trickling in. I decide to tell the caterer, whatever's done is done, and whatever isn't, he should just put in the fridge. But he's nowhere to be found. I go out on the deck to ask my friends if they'd seen him, and he's out there, alcoholic beverage in hand, out of his chef whites, and now in a tee and jeans, mingling with my friends. I walked out just in time for him to introduce himself to my cousin-in-law, as a good friend of mine. Nope, too weird for me. I met this person for the first time barely six hours ago. I told him that he needed to leave, now. So he goes inside, gets his bag, and makes a beeline for my bedroom. I'm taken aback. I say, excuse me, where are you going? And he says, to change. So, first of all, we have a guest bathroom clearly visible. Second, why can't he wear a t-shirt and jeans home? I tell him that I'm not comfortable with him going into my room, but he insists, saying it'll only be a second, as he goes in, shuts, and locks the door behind him. I couldn't even get a word out before he went in, and this made me feel helpless. I was going outside to ask one of my friends to help me usher him out, but at that point, my fiancé had just gotten home, with mom's sister, my aunt-in-law, in hand. 
I had to explain the situation to him, nearly in tears at that point. And he was like, what? He went in the bedroom? Why? So in one motion, he pounds on the door, and the caterer came right out, still in that same t-shirt and jeans, mind you. This is when my fiancé says, you shouldn't be in here. You need to leave. And the caterer says, excuse me, but this is not your house. It is not up to you to decide. That's when my six foot four, 260 pound fiance tells him, oh yeah, actually this is my house, as he puts his hand on the caterer's back and guides him towards the door. The caterer says, I thought Julie lived here. My fiance says, yeah, my fiance lives here with me. This admission turns the caterer absolutely ballistic. He turns his entire body towards me and screams, You lied to me, you bitch. I have no clue what he's talking about. He starts yelling about how I led him on and calling me a bitch some more. I don't know who he thought the man in the pictures with me around the house were, but my fiancé says, Oh no, you're not talking that way in my house. Find the door. Now. Caterer goes in the kitchen and starts throwing the trays of food out of the refrigerator and onto the floor. At that point, my fiancé realized two of his brothers, who were both currently offensive linemen in college, had come in and were on the deck. He signaled to them and they came back inside, basically said, this guy is harassing Julie. Since they're a family of all boys, and my fiancé is the first to get married, they don't get to flex their protective muscles all that often, so they jumped at the chance to toss this guy out. The party then went on as planned, but... I insisted we just order pizza and throw out all the food that that man had made. My fiancé and friends kept saying, isn't that a bit much? But I was insistent. We went out late drinking with his brothers and got home around 3.30 a.m. before passing out in our room. At around 5 a.m., I woke up to the sound of the door opening. I figure either we forgot to lock the door in our drunken stupor and it blew open, or one of my fiancé's family forgot their keys or something else in the house and didn't want to wake us. His parents and his local brother have a key to our house. But his parents never, ever let themselves in when they know we're home. And his brother had even more to drink than we did and was definitely not awake and driving around at 5 a.m. It also wasn't nearly windy enough for the door to have blown open. It had been tranquil all night. So I wake my fiancé up with a whisper. Someone just came in the house. He replies with, Probably my brother left his wallet or something. I figure I'm being paranoid and try to put it to rest when I hear a loud crash sound. With that, my fiancé sprung up on his feet in one movement. He told me to lock myself in the closet and to call 911 while he went to look around. As I was pulling out my phone, we hear in that same distinct accent, Julie? Hello? And that's when I realize that the caterer had come back. I'm not worried about this caterer physically overpowering my fiancé, or me for that matter, so I charge right out there. The caterer is shirtless and clearly on something. He's taking the pictures that are of just me off the wall and holding several in his arms already. He lunges towards me the moment he sees me, but my fiancé gets between he and I, and I call 911. 
Fiancé tells him that the cops have already been called, and it's in his best interest to get off of our property. Caterer says, No! I have to make sure Julie is okay. I say, What? Why wouldn't I be okay? My fiancé rightfully says not to engage with him and feed into whatever delusions this man is having. My fiancé stays between that man and me while I head down the hallway towards the furthest room in our house. He watches as the caterer throws photos of us on the floor. Fiancé didn't want to subdue or touch him in any way, so caterer couldn't make any assault claims. Caterer has begun to destroy our kitchen at this point, and by the time the cops arrive, he has a butcher's knife in hand. My fiancé considered going for the gun safe when he first got the knife, since we live in a stand-your-ground state, but he decided the situation was hectic enough without introducing a firearm. Caterer doesn't obey police orders to drop his weapon, and he says that he isn't leaving without me. So they promptly tase him. It's lucky for him he only got tased, and he didn't antagonize my husband into squashing him. As he's let out in cuffs, he's shouting how he and I are in love, and it figures that I chose a macho thug over a sweet, sensitive artist like him, and all women are whores, etc., etc. He continues on this tirade the entire time police are reading him his rights. The police ask us to do an inventory of the house and see if anything's missing or damaged besides what we witnessed him do. We go around and there's nothing. But that's when I remember he was in our room yesterday and head towards it. All my panties from the dirty laundry hamper were gone and my personal adult toy had been moved from where I keep it. We were so freaked out in the aftermath that we replaced all our kitchenware, toothbrushes, sent our sheets to be professionally cleaned, and had a cleaning crew do a deep clean on the whole house. To this day, I'm so glad that we decided not to serve the food to our guests and my fiancé's medically fragile mother. The caterer sent me a letter from prison that thankfully my husband intercepted because I was still recovering from the whole thing. We gave it to the police, who helped us get issued a no-contact order. The caterer was sentenced to three years in prison, five years ago. So he's out by now, but thankfully, we never did meet again. This happened to me about a decade ago, when I was 19. At the time, I rented an apartment in a west side neighborhood of Chicago with my sister, who was a year older than me. We both worked hospitality jobs in the city, and we both had pretty robust social lives, so it was fairly typical for one or both of us to get home at weird hours, or to even be out all night. I'd take the pink line to and from work. At this point in my life, I was pretty used to being catcalled walking down the street. I'd been flashed on public transportation a few times. Men would bump into me from behind on packed trains. Basically, the usual amount of sexual harassment for a young woman living in the city. Not much fazed me. Of course, it was uncomfortable, but I was never truly terrified. Until one night. This particular evening, I was coming home from work well after midnight. The train car I was in had been empty for most of the ride. One stop before mine, a man gets on and sits down in my car. Reflexively, I looked up at this new passenger who entered the car. 
we made eye contact, and immediately, I felt the hair stand up on the back of my neck. I knew I'd made a mistake, that this might be interpreted as some sort of invitation. I quickly looked away, but felt him watching me as the train pulled away from the station. Since my stop was only one away, I decided to wait until the last second to stand up and exit the car, just in case this guy tried to follow me. Well, he did. He hung back about 30 feet at first, but I felt the gap between us closing, and his footsteps were getting louder. That's when I hear him trying to catch my attention, saying, Hey! He catches up to me and starts speaking to me like any other man trying to chat me up would. I still couldn't quite shake the feeling of genuine fear I'd had since first locking eyes with him in the train car. He asked me where I'm headed, and I told him that I was going home. He asked if there was anyone waiting up for me this late. I told him my boyfriend was, when, in reality, I knew my sister was working a night shift, and I was going home to an empty apartment. That's when he pulls his shirt to the side, exposing a gun in his waistband. In a joking tone, he said he'd fight my boyfriend for me. I laughed along, nervously, but just kept walking. We were walking down Cermak, which is a pretty busy street, even that late at night. I knew I couldn't let him follow me to my apartment, so when I came to the cross street where I should have turned, I just kept going straight. Eventually, I had walked far enough that I passed the stop where he had originally got on the train. He walked alongside me for a while, then dropped back and followed me for a while more, before eventually stopping. I thought I would be relieved once I'd shaken him, but as soon as I couldn't see him anymore, my fear only heightened. I still had to double back to my apartment somehow, and the trains had stopped running at 2am. I figured that he knew I'd walked too far and would have to turn around. So I thought it was possible he was posted up somewhere on Cermak, just waiting for me. I turned off and walked a few blocks north, and then started my one-mile walk back west toward my apartment. The walk back was particularly excruciating. Since I was now off the main road, it was much darker, and there was absolutely nobody around. I kept telling myself I had to get home safe for my sister because she'd never be able to live with herself if something happened to me. I just kept putting one foot in front of the other and when I finally made it into my apartment and locked the door behind me, I collapsed on the couch in what was then an unexpected puddle of tears. Ten years moved on from that and I've never felt fear again like I did that night. And moreover, I never told my sister about my terrifying encounter, lest I make her worry that much more about her baby sister. Posting this here for thoughts and opinions because I don't know if it should be reported or if I'm just an overreactor. My husband was at a busy market for a work event. After several hours of glad-handing clients and schmoozing, he went to the restroom. As he walks in, he notices a man that looks as if he's about to exit the bathroom. But as my husband walks by, the man reaches out and touches him as he passed. My husband thought maybe he was reaching for a paper towel or something, and thought nothing of it. Now, the layout of this bathroom 
There are some sinks right when you walk in, then a wall, followed by the urinals. So my husband goes to the urinal, takes care of business, and when he finishes up and turns around, he sees this man standing only about three feet behind him, crouched down and shaking his head up and down, as if in an, oh yeah, motion. My husband is like, what the f man? And attempts to push past him, at which point this man grabs my husband's arm and calmly, yet crazily says, I could definitely take you. My husband shakes his arm loose and washes his hands, keeping his eyes trained on the guy in the mirror. I've already told my husband, this is the one time that maybe hand washing wasn't necessary. As he's drying his hands off, the man comes up again, grabs his bicep, and says, you're built well and all, but I definitely think I could take you. At this point, my husband has had enough and looks right at the guy before saying, do we need to find the f out? At which point, this man backed off and my husband was able to exit the bathroom. This scenario has left me thinking for several days now, and I just can't shake it. My husband even admitted that this was the strangest thing that's ever happened to him, and he was actually kind of shaken up about it. I told him the next day that he should have reported it. My main thoughts being, what if that man had assaulted someone else? What if it was our teenage son that went in there? Or someone else's younger child? What if someone was assaulted later in the day by that man, and you could help to identify him? My husband thinks that I'm overreacting. I told him that the fact that the man watched him peeing, and actually made a face and a yeah sound, was already too far. But putting his hands on him three separate times? Well, that was assault. If the guy felt comfortable enough to do that, is there really any telling where the line would have been drawn if someone weren't physically able to defend themselves from other advances? I don't know. Am I overreacting? Or do you think you should tell somebody about this bizarre interaction?